Glory to God. Look at all my Nebraska family. Amen. You may be seated, please. Amen. It's always a tremendous honor to be with you. This is one of the places I so look forward to coming to all the time. Just because the love you give to me here and the love that I experience here is just wonderful. Uh, amen. I love your pastors, Pastor Jackie, Pastor Ken. I love them very dearly. Amen. I wasn't here when, when you celebrated her birthday, so you're going to help me sing this one once. I'm going to sing a happy birthday to her, okay? All right, let's go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pastor Jackie. Happy birthday to you. Amen. That's from my wife and I, our family, and our church in Abuja, Nigeria. Amen. Amen. We, we love you, and we are so honored that we could come here. Amen. And fellowship with you. Amen. How many of you know we're going to have a great time? Amen. <laughs> we're going to have a wonderful time. Hey, we've already talked to the weather and just pushed it aside. <laughs> and said, hey, no, we are not having that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So I get refreshed when I'm around here, so I'm, I'm, I'm honored to let God be God. Amen. He filled my tank, so I'm going to let it just, mm, just come out. Amen. It's good to see everyone. I saw some of um, the people in California. Amen. So some, yeah, some that are in California, I got, they got a few doses of me, you know, those that are in Bible school. I had the privilege of teaching in Bible school for a couple of days and then the main service. So it was wonderful. Got to see there. They were kind of like smiling that it's not too cold, but it was cold in California. 54 degrees. I thought, dear Lord, come on. <laughs> it's supposed to be in the 70s. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Pastor Jackie said that uh, this, this is the best nightclub to be in tonight. I call it this is a happy hour. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, if you've not met me before, I pastor, my wife and I pastor a church in Abuja, Nigeria. Amen. We've been there six years. Wow. Oh, my God. It seemed like yesterday. So this coming Sunday, where, where, where the 22nd, it will be six years on the dot. Wow. Man. Glory to God. God is good. Amen. So they send their love. The church is growing. We're doing some work in Lagos as well. So God's doing some marvelous things. And um, people are getting to know the truth. We've got a few things. We have so many other ministers coming into the church, you know, as a means of getting trained to get back to what they're supposed to be doing. So coming up this year, we've got a long list of what God put on our heart to do. So which would involve going to the villages, inner places, and just lifting up Jesus, changing their stories, and bringing them into light. So the laborers are coming, amen? So 
exciting things. We have coming up this year too, opportunity to be able to establish a printing place where we can print some materials, make it easier for people to access. There are some uh, wonderful ministers, like um, I mean, notable author, uh, uh, authors that have given us the permission to print some of the books in Nigeria so that it's easily accessible for the people. So a lot of things. So we're believing God for all the fullness of his plan to come. Amen. And we thank you as a family for being a part of what God is doing. Amen. Praise God. We're going to try to make it as warm as possible. It's 95 or 97 degrees high in Nigeria. But it cools down at night. To about 64. And people have bubble coats, you know. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Amen. I said, you have no clue what cold is. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, let's turn in our Bibles to Revelation chapter 5. I trust you came ready to hear from God tonight. I have nothing in myself to offer other than that which he has given me, and which he has given me will bless you. Amen. Revelation chapter 5. We will start reading from verse 8. We will read verses 8 through 10. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful. What an honor to stand before these precious people to share this life-giving word. I ask you in Jesus' name that you will make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer to write these precious words in the hearts of these precious people. Father, that light will come, and I declare that your word will have free course among us tonight. Your word will be glorified, and lives will be lifted as a result of the light of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Revelation 5, we will start reading from verse 8. And it says, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of orders, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Just reading that just lights me up. Amen. And has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Where, where are we tonight? On the earth. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So we want to talk about this weekend. At least we'll start from there and where we end up. No man knoweth. We'll find out. <laughs> Reigning in life. Reigning in life. That's the command of heaven. That's the plan of God for us. He said he made us kings and priests unto him. Amen. And we shall reign. That word shall is not a, a suggestive word. It's, it's like a firm word. 
we shall reign in life. Woo. Glory to God. To reign means to have custody. Uh, to reign means to, to, to have oversight. To reign, uh, uh, to reign means to, 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 to be able to influence how things come and how things go. To reign means to defend. Amen. Because, you know, if you are a king of a nation, you defend your territory. You determine what happens in your territory. You keep things out and you keep things that are supposed to be in, in. Amen. So reigning means to have the ability to bring about the will of him who made you king. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To reign in life means to carry the kingdom of God with you everywhere you go. Remember in Luke chapter 17 in verse 21, it says that the kingdom is within you. Amen. You and I are answered prayers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus said, thy, thy will be done on earth. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy kingdom come. That kingdom has come and is within us. Amen. We are to establish the kingdom of God everywhere we go. In every aspect of our lives, we establish the kingdom. Amen. Glory to God. So we are to reign in life. Go with me. Let's look at another scripture in Romans chapter 5. It's a familiar scripture. Romans 5 verse 17. Glory to God. Romans 5 verse 17. He says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Okay, so now we're gaining some insight as to how we reign as intended by God. It says, we reign by one Jesus Christ. We reign by him. By him. Remember, God put us in him to enable us to reign. He created us in the beginning to reign. Remember in Genesis 1? Oh, my God. Shall we ever preach without Genesis chapter 1? Genesis 1, 26, you know? <laughs> You know, in the beginning, the Bible said that God created us, male and female, and he blessed them, and he said, have dominion, rule and reign, manage the earth, multiply, be, be fruitful, multiply, replenish it, subdue it. That's reigning, okay? Glory to God. That's reigning. But when sin, when man sinned, that authority to reign, he lost it. Amen. Adam lost that. Uh, authority to reign to determine what happens but thank God God didn't leave us like that he sent us a savior the Lord Jesus Christ who became us in order to pay the penalty for what we did he became us he was made to be man like you and I amen that was the only grounds for being able to pay our penalty he was like us Bible said that he laid down his deity and took on our nature. Amen. He didn't sin, but God made him to be sin with our sin. And remember 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 21. 
They said God made him. Made him. He took your sin, my sin, the sin of the whole world, and put it on him. He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Why? What does that mean? That we might be returned to a place of reigning. Amen. That's what Romans 5.17 said. He said those who have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. And you know what righteousness means. We know we've explained it here many times. That righteousness means you are in right standing with God. In fact, you have three positions when it comes to righteousness. The first position, before God, you are accepted. You are his own. When you walk in the day, heaven is thrilled. Hallelujah. You can come into the throne boldly. Without any sense of guilt, without any sense of inferiority. Why? The blood qualified you. The blood made you right and gave you access. Okay? Another uh, position that righteousness puts you is when it comes to things, you are master. Things don't govern you, you govern things. Amen? Things are subject to you, not you subject to things. Amen? And then the other position that righteousness gave you is before devils and demons, your master. I said before devils and demons, you are master. That's the only reason you can resist them and they will flee. That's the only reason the Bible tells you do not give them room. Amen. That's because you are made to sit. In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Righteousness set you there. Amen. Why did it set you there? So you can reign in life. So you can reign in life. Amen. And in Romans 5, 17, it tells us how we reign in life. It says through one Jesus Christ. Through one Jesus Christ. You see, so many times people don't realize, I'm talking about believers, they don't realize that, you know, it's no longer you that liveth. You have your being, you have your living in Christ. You live in Christ. Your first existence was done. Sin destroyed you. But righteousness raised you as a new man. Now living inside of Christ. Living inside of Christ. Remember Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I that live it, but Christ liveth in me. Some translation says, he uses my body. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's a key thing you must remember. That is no longer you that live it, you're living, you have your being in him. In him. The Bible says, in him we live and move and have our being. In other words, we have our existence in him. Hallelujah. We have our existence in him. Amen. Glory to God. So if we are to reign through him, then we need to learn how does he reign. Because if we find out how he reigns, we, by default, find out how we are to reign. Because we are to reign in life by him. By one Christ Jesus. Okay? Are you ready? 
Let's take a trip. Praise God. <laughs> Go with me. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. We will start reading from verse 3. Or we will read verse 3. Hallelujah. Amen. I can tell you already because it's just zzz. <laughs> Amen. Hebrews 1, 3. It says, this is talking about Jesus, okay? It says, who being, or we can put it this way for the sake of just teaching it tonight this way. Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. You know, talking about Jesus being the brightness of the glory of God. Being the express image of God, amen, of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. Upholding all things by the word of his power. So, it gives us insight as to how Jesus reigns. Because if we find out how Jesus reigns, we find out how we are to reign. Because we, we reign by him. Okay? So Christ Jesus reign, reigns or upholds all things by the word of his power. Notice it didn't say the power of his word. Okay? It says the word of his power. So his word gives his power action. Are you listening? His word gives his power action. All right? So upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Praise God. Amen. So you reign in life by him with your words, with the words you speak. We are to reign just like Jesus reigned by upholding all things. All things. All means all, right? That means every single thing he upholds it with the word of his power. And if we are to reign by him, we uphold everything by the word. Of his power. Because we are created to be just like him. Righteousness made you identical with Christ. The devil can't tell the difference between you and him. We have the same exact life. The same life that's in Christ is in us. We are identical. In fact, heaven doesn't know the difference between Christ and us. Why? We are in him. We're in him. I tell people, in heaven it's not God, Jesus, and us. No, in heaven it's God, Jesus, and us. We are in him. Amen. We're in him. Sometimes I pray like this to just remind myself of where I'm seated. I turn like this. I say, Father. <laughs> Father. Amen. You see, you got to practice these things. Because if you don't, it won't be real to you. So in praying, I thought, Father, hallelujah. Why? I'm seated in Christ. Remember, he made us sit. We didn't sit ourselves. So it's okay to be bold when it comes to the seat he gave you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
So you reign with the words you speak. Amen. Listen to this statement. Every man's future goes through his mouth. Every man's future goes through his mouth. So don't expect a future that you have not brought forth with the words of your mouth. Every man's future goes through. Your mouth is like the toll gate <laughs> that your future goes through. It's either open to it or close to it. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Remember, um, I think it's in Hebrews 4, 12, where it says that the word of God is quick. That means it's alive. And powerful, that means it's greater than anything. It's quick, it's alive, and powerful. That means it will undo anything. It's the most powerful thing. The word. <laughs> the word. Amen. In fact, it is the most powerful thing we have. Amen. As a child of God, God has spoken your future and housed your future in his word. He spoke it all out and housed it in his word. You see, words are containers that carry the intent of a man's heart. Okay? Words are containers. God's word are containers that holds the future that he had already spoken. He had already spoken. He had already spoken our future and housed it in his word. Remember in Ephesians 1, 3, it says, blessed be the Father. Oh, let's just go there. So, sometimes we, we rush, but we got four services, so let's just go there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ephesians. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Okay. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, hath, notice it's past tense. He, he has done this. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Okay, look at verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him. When? Before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. When did he do this? Before the foundation of the world. How did he do it? He spoke it. He spoke it and housed it in his word. Amen. He spoke it and housed it in his word. Why did he do this? So that you and I can take the same word spoken and do some marvelous things with it. <laughs> Amen. His intent is that you believe that word, you speak forth that word with your mouth, and his power makes it so. 
Very simple, right? He's planned everything out. He's planned everything out. Amen. He's planned everything out. His intent is that we <laughs> believe that word and speak it forth, and his power makes it so. You don't have to make the word work. You don't have to struggle to make it work. The only job you have is believe it and speak it forth. And his power makes it so. Because the Bible tells us that no word from God is void of power of fulfillment. The power to make it so is already in the word. The day that revelation dawns on you, you, you quit struggling. You quit struggling to make your life happen. You just do what the word says. Amen. Let's take a quick look at some of the things that God is housing for us already in his word. We've read Ephesians uh, 1, 3. How about Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 10? That's one of my favorite scriptures. I wore that part out out of my paper Bible. It was the first page that fell out, and I pick it up, and I think I'm done with it, and I go right back to it, and I, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Each time you read it, because it's alive, it talks to you. Ah, we're going to get to that point at some point, you know. Just you get to the point where the word begins to talk to you. Somebody say, can the word talk to you? Haven't you seen bills talk to you? Yeah. Your bills? You look at them, you start frowning. You were smiling before. And, when you, and then you look at the bill, all of a sudden you are, you are frowning. Yeah. What happened? The bill was talking to you. Yeah. And you were responding by the way your countenance changed. Anyway. <laughs> Glory to God. Dad Hagen used to say that the, when you are thrilled with the word, that's when the word works for you. Amen. Glory to God. Look at, uh, where did we say go? Ephesians 2, verse 10. I like to read it in Amplified Bible if I could. Amen. It helps. It amplifies it. <laughs> Pastor Noel says that he adds the... Uh, the the microphone to it and uh, <laughs> yeah. right. hallelujah amen i have to just ask ahead of time please excuse me i get really happy when i read this verse <laughs> amen somebody why are you so happy something inside this word it just grabs a hold of me amen all right, verse 10 in Amplified Classic. It says, for we are God's own. I just paused there. He said, word. I'm God's own. That means I am God's property. And he takes care of his property. Ooh, hallelujah. And you just pause there for a moment. Don't be in a hurry. I am God's own. I'm God's own. I am God's own. Ooh. That means if he owns me, that means he's responsible for how my life is supposed to turn out. As long as I do what he told me to do, right? Amen. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Praise God. He put us together. Look at that. Recreated in Christ Jesus. 
not renovated, recreated. <laughs> Amen. Not renovated, not remodeled, not patched over, recreated. Like, uh, 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 no, no, just born anew. Huh? Born anew. Why did he do this? He goes on to tell us that we may do those good works which God, who, who, who did this? God. Which God predestined, predestined, planned beforehand. That's why I tell people, stop struggling. Just follow the plan. Stop struggling. Follow the plan. If you follow the plan, you will live a refreshed life. Amen. Glory to God. You know, faith makes you look younger and younger and younger. <laughs> faith refreshes you. Faith renews you. Amen. Faith keeps you going. Amen. Glory to God. Born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Now he's telling us how to enjoy that, okay? Taking paths which he huh, prepared ahead of time. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. This is why you can use faith. Because faith is for something that's already prepared. Amen. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. What happens when we walk in these paths? Huh? Living the good life. Woo! Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Living the good life which he got Prearranged and made ready for us to live. How good does it get? Huh? Amen. Glory to God. You see, the fallen man is looking to put himself together. That's, that's the nature of the fallen man. He's without God. He's constantly looking to put himself together. Each time you, every January, he has resolutions of how to put himself back together. But the reason man realizes that he's been put together, he just has to follow the manuscript. That's all. But to follow the manuscript, it calls for faith. Because you're going to have to believe what you don't see with your natural eyes. Glory to God. Let's read something else about these wonderful things that God is housing in his word. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 2 9, he says, For I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things things not one things 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 amen which God huh had prepared we see again prepared it's not just one item 
things. Things. I'm telling you, there are some places you like, you know, they, they invite you for, for dinner or something, and you sit down, and uh, trays just keep coming, and you go, is this for one meal? They say, yeah, and it just keeps coming, and it just keeps coming, and it just keeps coming. You just want to just pass out, just, just, <laughs> how am I going to eat all this? Why? You know, they're prepared. It's not just one item. Several items. It's like, you know, our Thanksgiving meal. You know, you have the, the turkey, you have the dressing, and you have the cornbread, gravy. Ah, you can taste it already, right? <laughs> it, it's a spread. Okay? It's a spread. It's a spread. I mean, it's no wonder Psalm 23 said, He prepares a table. Perform in the presence of my enemies. When God prepares for you, he really prepares. I mean, he prepares. There are some people that will say, I prepared something for you. You'll be like, oh, okay, all right, fine. But there are some other people that say, I prepared something for you. You'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> Why? Because you know them. You know how they prepare. When they say prepare, they really prepare. Amen. It's like somebody saying to you, I have some steaks for you. And you're thinking, okay, six ounces. And you show up, they have half a cow. <laughs> Lay it out. See, that's how God thinks. Are you listening? That's how God operates. He's a too much God. More than enough. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Have it until it overflows. That's God. Amen. So when we read in the scripture, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of men the things, the things which he had prepared is abundance. Abundance. He prepared abundance for you and I. Amen. He prepared abundance. Nothing takes him by surprise. Amen. You see, what this does for the believer is when you come upon tight spots that seem like nothing is showing, that's where you get happy because you have believed the scripture that he has prepared ahead of time. God is never late. You may be late. In receiving revelation. But God is never late. Amen. Never. 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 Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. So, he has prepared these things for them that love him. He's prepared these things for them that love him. He's prepared these things for them that love him. Why? So you won't have to struggle to prepare them. Amen. Amen. If you ever find yourself struggling, if you ever find yourself struggling, it's for one main reason. You lack revelation in that area. You're not seeing what you need to see. You're not struggling because God didn't provide. People struggle because they don't see the provision. 
The provision is always there. Always, always there. Sometimes I don't see it. Well, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a lie. And I choose to believe him. Amen. Amen. The provision is always, always, always there. Amen. Ask Abraham, he'll tell you. You remember the ram caught in the thicket? It's always there. Always there. Remember when Jesus sent Peter to go catch fish? Huh? And he said, the first one you catch, open his mouth. The money they needed was always there. Always there, right? Always. Always. Amen. Oh, my God. We can go so many examples that we've seen of everything needed being there. You remember when Jesus sent the disciples to go and find the, um, uh, uh, the donkey that he was going to ride into Jerusalem? They went. It was always there. It was there. They didn't have to look for it. He told them, you will find it there. It, he didn't say you will search for it there. He said you will find it. Provisions are always there. God is ever faithful. He is ever faithful. Amen. So we need to really look at how we operate to make sure that we're in line with scriptures. Amen. All right. Glory to God. What's another scripture? Let's just feed on this a little bit. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1 in verse 3. Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 3. My God. When I revelation of this scripture came to me and it keeps coming, I thought, wow. Wow. So it's not on your end. It's on my end. You know, I was speaking to the Lord. It's not on your end. It's on my end. You know, heaven will look at you and say, it's not our problem that you don't find what's already yours. But many times we go, when we accuse God as if he's holding anything back. The Bible says no good thing will he withhold. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. To walk uprightly will mean to walk as the righteous. To walk uprightly will be to reign in life. To reign in life will mean to speak his word. So no good thing shall he withhold from those who speak what he already spoken. Amen. Amen. Okay, so, so let's read one of the other things he said. It says, according as his divine power. So many believers read it this way. According as his divine power will give unto us. Is that what it says? No, no it says have. Have. If, so if he has given it, that means we are in possession of it. Right? We are in possession of it. But we can be in possession of it and talk like we are not in possession of it. We do that, then we're no longer reigning in that capacity. Amen. So according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. Woo, I always camp there. Because you see, if you're not careful, your mind will play tricks on you. The devil will use what you see to try to torment you. So, well, he provided for you when you went through here, but this is a little different. 
This is a little different. And somebody said, well, you have to beef up your faith. You have to, how exactly do you beef up your faith? Have you ever asked yourself? How exactly do you beef up your faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if you're going to beef up your faith, that means beef up your saying. Turn on the light. Turn on the light. The word you speak provides light to you. Oh, Jesus. Remember in, in Psalm 119, it said, Thy word is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. So you can take that word and speak it and it will provide lamp to your feet and light to your path. It will light. You can, you, 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 you can take the word of God and light up your path. Do you see what I mean? Light it up. Just turn the light on. That's what we call beef up your faith. Turn the light on and keep it on. <laughs> Amen. All right. So according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. Another vernacular we could use will be everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. Everything. And I stopped one day and I preached it this way and asked myself, does money pertain to life? I said, yes. Does clothing pertain to life? I said, yes. Does houses pertain to life? Yeah. Does the right people, right contact when I need it, does it pertain to life? I said, yeah. He said, he's giving it to me. He's giving it to me. Somebody said, where is it? The same place he housed everything else. Where is that place? In his word. In his word. Hallelujah. In his word. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> How about, let's look at another scripture. I just have it on my heart to just park right here. It's okay to put it on park and just enjoy and breathe in the aroma of the word of the almighty God. Amen. The summit said that I found your word and I ate all of them. And they were like, uh, what was it? Um, honey to my, what, whatever is, yeah, uh, it's probably two scriptures. Yeah. I found your word and I ate them. And it did me good. <laughs> Amen. See, I, I, was, I, was, I was watching one, it must have been about some vehicles, nice vehicles that they make with all this stuff, you know, in the trunk. It has a, a, din, a, a dinner set that you can park somewhere and pull out, fold it back up, and you actually have a table to have dinner in the middle of somewhere and it's gold-plated, gold knives and forks and it's just, it has a small refrigerator and just all in the car. So I mean, what do you need all that for? Because he made it for us. It's not for the devil. Are you listening? Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from God. When I was pastoring the youth or ministering to the youth years ago, I used to tell them that they're going to make a vehicle one day that, you know, I'll come up and they say, good morning, Reverend Ike. What would you like to do today? Where are we going? They're getting close to that. 
They really are. I spoke that years ago. So my point is, you take this word, you carry this word, the word comes with its own dining set. It comes with its own everything is there. So you can just park somewhere and just say, we're going to eat, baby. Let's just eat. Let's just eat. Let's just eat. Some food you eat, it'll be too much for your belly, right? But this one, the more you eat, the hungrier you get. The more you eat, the hungrier you get. Amen. And then you can run off and go exercise, act it out. You come back, it calls for more. <laughs> All right, First Peter 2, verse 24. Thank you, Jesus. We're talking about these things that, that is housed in the word of God. First Peter 2. Two twenty-four. Thank you, Jesus. Get all these pages going. <laughs> okay. Who his own self? Just that statement just catches you. Who his own self? He didn't send an angel to do this. He did it himself. That's how important it is to him that you are healed and whole. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the three. That we being dead to sins should live Unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. By whose stripes ye were healed. What is it saying to us? As far as heaven is concerned, heaven sees you as healed. Completely healed. 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 Who in his own self, his own self, bear our sins in his body. So that we being dead to sins shall live on to righteousness. By whose stripes we were healed. So heaven has it recorded that when he took those stripes, he was taking it so that you wouldn't have to. The stripes broke his body so that you and mine's body can be mended. Wow. Wow. He stood there. He could have come up. He could have, oh my gosh, I mean, look at these people, they don't even care. But he stood and took it so that you wouldn't have to. Somebody say, how, what, what's this got to do with raining, Pastor, right? Because you recognize what he did, you would defend it. 
you will make sure to enforce it. Amen. Oh, look at this is the one that just, it, it just does something for me. Uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. Look at verse 17. It stood out to me because one day, a few years ago, I had a healing line. And I was laying hands on people for healing. And when I started to lay hands, this scripture was quickened to me and it just came out of my mouth. And when I touched them, and I said, himself took. And what he took, you shouldn't be found with. Amen. Matthew 8, 17. It said that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Ooh. Himself took. I was preaching one day, ministering, I think it was in a healing service or something. I don't remember which service, but I was preaching. Reading this verse, and the Lord said to me, Do you know you will never, did I say it here? Or maybe. He said to me, Do you know you will never find a believer killed by sickness and disease? I said, But the doctor, you know, they said he would die today. He said, You will never find a believer killed by sickness and disease. I said, why? He said, because himself took, himself took your sickness and disease. If he took it, then it must not have been what killed you. Is it true? Is God true or not? Bible said, let God be true and every man alive. Himself took. So if he took it, which we know he did, that must not have been what killed them. They could have died out either out of ignorance or they were satisfied. They were ready to go and they departed. Okay? Or they were ignorant of what belonged to them. They failed to reign in that area. They failed to reign in that area. Because you see, when your body is weak, it becomes an open door. You end up entertaining things in your mind that you wouldn't otherwise entertain. That's why it's important that we stay beefed up on what God said. Amen. That's the way we look at it. That's the way we should. Himself took. Himself took. Himself took. Himself took. Where did he take it to? He took it away. It was laid on him. It was laid on him. He went to hell sick, broke, and disgusted. But it was reason he raised, healed, whole, and loaded. <laughs> and remember, he wasn't risen by himself. We were raised together. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Isn't, isn't that wonderful? How about, let, let's just read this one too. Isaiah 53. That, because that was what Matthew 8, 17 was talking to us about. Let's see how Isaiah put it. What he saw. Isaiah 55. Glory to God. We will read verses 4 and 5. Woo! Somebody say, look at that, look at that, look at that. Look, look what it said. Surely, surely, surely. No doubt, surely. I got happy over surely one day. I woke up, surely, 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 surely. Hallelujah. Surely. No, no element of... Uh, uh, uncertainty. Right. Are you here? Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 5 tells us what happened. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. I mean, a natural example of a nation that had the military, the soldiers who, want, who went and shed their blood so that their nation could be free. The least you can do is to stand and uphold them and say, I honor these men and women that went so that we wouldn't have to face our enemies. You defend them. You will hold the flag up. You will declare it and honor them. Amen. In the natural we do that. How much more? If we don't, anybody that treats a veteran dishonorably, something is wrong with them. Are you listening? Because they went so you wouldn't have to. Amen. I still sing, God bless America. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You sing, it's just, it's, it just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it just comes up out of you. Amen. Now, can you imagine on the level that Christ did it? You see how we sing the national an anthem? The land of the free. The word of God is the anthem of our redemption. Himself took our infirmities. Yes, sir. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Yes, sir. What are you doing? You are getting ready to defend it at all costs. 
Why? He paid for it. He paid for it. And you rise up and say, don't you dare. You don't play with the enemies. You know what I mean? Hey, glory. Amen. Glory to God. How about 2 Corinthians? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Come on a Friday night so you, you get the, um, <laughs> the extra. 2 <laughs> Corinthians 8. Look at verse 9. You know what we're doing? We're just reciting what he's done. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. 2 Corinthians 8, look at verse 9. It says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Why? That you, through his poverty, might be rich. See, being rich Having more than enough is not an option. It is a command. It's a command. Someone said, I don't need all that. What about other people? I mean, we're in the mission field. I don't walk up to the people and say, hey, you know, I'm a missionary sent from overseas. I'm here to help your people. Give it to me. <laughs> They'd be like, next in line, please. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. It costs money to get the will of God done. And that's why he made us rich. That's why he made us rich. Why? So we can establish his agenda on the earth. Amen. I'm telling you, don't ever treat it casually. Because his blood was shed for this. Amen. So it's not, a, it's not something you treat lightly. It's something you reign. You maintain. You rise to it. No, 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 no. It's not a, no, no, no. Let me tell you. The Bible said that there was in this place that there was this poor man. And this poor man had wisdom. But nobody could hear him. Why couldn't people hear him? Because he was broke. In fact, true wisdom brings riches. Wisdom say, I wisdom dwell with prudence. And we find out witty inventions. Amen. Glory to God. These are some of the things that we need to remind ourselves about. What about 3 John chapter 1? Look at verse 2. two. 3 John 1, 2. Hallelujah. This was just the direction he gave me for tonight. And we're just following it. Amen. 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, 
Beloved. Okay, good. I want to make sure you remember. Beloved. Yes, because that's what I told our congregation. When you hear beloved, say yes, because he's talking to you. Huh? He's talking to you. Beloved. Yes. I wish above all things that you may prosper. 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 And be in health. Be. 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 Like reside in health. Reside in health. And then he goes on to tell us how, even as your soul prospers. We'll get to that, hopefully, this weekend. Even as your soul. You see, it is God's plan for you to prosper. Prosperity is part of the package. Prosperity is part of your reigning tool. Don't leave it out of the box. I mean, you tell a good... (laughs) Uh, helper, you, you know, you call, let's say you call a handyman. And they come. <laughs> I've seen all kinds overseas. <laughs> Some will come with a little plastic bag, like a Walmart bag, and has tools in it. And I look at it, I said, boy, you're not serious. <laughs> you already thinking, okay, how is this going to work? <laughs> Because you don't see all the tools. And I go through and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I pull out my toolbox. And the eyes go. A few moments later, may I borrow that? I said, where's your own? Well, you have it. What about if I didn't have it? You can tell the effectiveness of a handyman based on what's in his toolbox. Right? Same way you can tell the effectiveness of the believer based on what's in his reigning toolbox. This scripture must be in there. Prosperity. 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 Amen. Prosperity. Glory to God. Prosperity. Think about this. God has a big vision for you. I mean, think about When was the last time you walked up to a place and said, you know, all this whole street, everybody in here in this street, I want to do something for them. I just want to do, you notice, it was Christmas, they didn't have, you went and purchased food all the way down. And he said, what's your point? I want to show you the goodness of my father. My father never willed that any should be without. So being the express image of him, because I'm in Christ, I'm here to show you his goodness. And the Bible says that it is the goodness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. That's your evangelistic too, right there. Amen. Prosperity. Yes. Amen. 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 You see, when people, you do that, it opens their eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. That's your tool. Yes. 
And God put it in your toolbox. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He put every one of us, we have our own. So you never run out. Nobody will ever take your own. You have your own. You see, the mistake that people make, oh, well, well, everybody's taking out. No, 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 no. You got your, there's enough. There's enough. There's enough for everyone. Everybody in Christ can have plenty, abundance. And still, there will be more. God never runs out. Amen. Are you listening? We treat some finances sometimes as if God's going to run out. He's, you see, you are not funded from here. You are funded from above. Remember, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why are you messing with the news? <laughs> Amen. You see, that's part of your reigning too. You got to know that. You've got to know that. There's enough. There's enough. There's enough. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at this and we'll try to wrap it up tonight with this one. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I like to read it to you in Amplified Bible. Hebrews 13. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I was reading this one day. And uh, all I could, I, I could hear this scripture like boomeranging on the inside. Just, it wasn't like a soft spoken. It's like, <laughs> Let, let's read it. In Amplified Classic. It's uh, Hebrews 13, 5. He said, let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. The earth he's been given to you. So, yeah, anyway, let's keep reading. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God, himself said, has said, I will not in any way fail you. Nor give you up. Think about, think about, think about, think about, think about. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the mess. You don't know how big it is. He said, I will not in any way fail you. Oh my God. I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, which he prepared ahead of time. Don't forget. Which he had prepared ahead of time, before the foundation of the world. Okay? I will not. I will not. I will not. That's how it rung on the inside of me a few years back. I will not. 
I will not. So each, each time I hear, I will not, I go, I will not, I will not. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, boldness arises. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Wait, I haven't finished reading it. Just one second. Just one second. It says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless. Whew. So what's that, what does that do for you? Have got help. Always. 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 Okay? I will not in any way leave you helpless nor forsake. Nor forsake nor let you down. Look at this one. Relax, not relax my hold on you. Not relax my hold on you. The best way I know to describe this was uh, I was preaching for a pastor. And they picked me up. They had a nice vehicle, a nice Mercedes. They picked me up. And when they went through a turn, you know, they turned left. I noticed that the seat, the back seat that I'm sitting, you know, on the seat begins to wrap my shoulders. It just, it, it wraps you because you are turning this way. So it wraps you. I said, wow. When I read that scripture, that he'll never relax his hold on me. So when you're going through some turbulence, some turbulence, some situation, you can feel his arm getting tighter. <laughs> I'll never leave you nor relax my hold on you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! That is mm, glory to God. <laughs> and, and then he goes on to say, I surely not. And verse 6 tells you, now this is how you reign with it. Okay? This is how you reign with verse 5. So we take comfort and are encouraged and, and confidently and boldly say. Huh? This is how you reign with verse 5. Okay? So you take comfort. Okay? And are encouraged and confidently and boldly Say. <laughs> Say. Hallelujah. The Lord. The Lord is my helper. <laughs> I will not be seized with alarm. Just like Jesus was laying down in that boat sleeping. When they encountered storm. He was sleeping. Can you imagine? Think about this. They had God in the boat. And they were, oh, don't you care that we're about to die? 
I mean, if you really think right about it, because it's in that boat, the water can be flipped upside down if need be. I mean, it can be flipped upside down. He's the one who made it all. But he showed us what to do. He displayed verse 6. Peace be still. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, my, 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 my. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So, I think it's a good place to stop tonight. Amen. We'll get back in there tomorrow night and we just see what else God will have us say or do. Amen. So we can light up every reigning fiber on the inside of you. Amen. Isn't the word wonderful? Isn't it refreshing? I mean, you will, sometimes I read this, I feel like I, I can walk through the world. I, I mean, I, you, you sense the, un, uh, the power come on you, you feel untouchable. Amen. See? Tomorrow, I hope to get into it more. We'll talk about how do you really get this going. Because, you know, it sounds good. You see life coming out of it. But how do you apply it? How do you really, we're going to, by the Spirit of God, touch on those things so we can reign effectively. Amen. Praise God. Did you get help tonight? Amen. Praise God. Thank God for the word of God. It helps us. It helps us. It helps us. Amen. The word helps us. Somebody's heart is not beating right or it's had issues. Are you here? Your heart? Anybody, this is your chance. Come on up. I'll lay hands on you. I was just prompted to lay hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is a living demonstration of what he said. Himself took. Amen. Me laying hands on you is a point of contact for you to just simply receive what is already made available to you. It belongs to you. Amen. Glory to God. So stretch your hands in the congregation. Father, I thank you that you, Christ himself took my sister's infirmity. Heart, I speak to you in Jesus' name. Function like you're supposed to. Every one of those areas, you clear. You function. You function. You clear. And you function like you're supposed to. Yeah. Every one of those areas, you clear. In Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. Yes, in Jesus' name. And the breathing improves. The breathing improves. The breathing improves. In the name, <laughs> in the name of Jesus, loose completely. Hmm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You will notice great improvement in your breathing. Praise God. Completely. I can see all those things. It's clearing, 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 clearing. Amen. God confirms his word with signs following. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Should I sell or not sell? Should I sell or not sell? This is a big question you've had before the Lord. He already told you the answer. You're just wanting a certain thing, a certain, a certain, a certain. Just, I'm just saying to you, reminding you what he said to you. Do exactly what he said. You already know. So quit asking, should I or should I not? Should I or should I not? When you do that, you open your self to reasoning and reasoning steals faith and when faith is no longer present you become a victim so act in faith praise God hallelujah whoever it belongs to amen glory to God amen I believe that's it for for tonight oh your your who is it your wrist seizes up it seizes and it's just like it gets tight. Anybody here? Praise God. All right. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Which one? The right one? Right there. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I release that anointing into it. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Glory to God. All right. I think we're... We're... <laughs> we're done. Where, where, yeah. Where, I, yeah. Amen. Pastor Jackie, I saw there's been a couple of angels, two at least. They've been around ministering to you, ministering to you. They've been around for a while ministering to you, ministering to you. But I'm prompted to say this to you to make you more aware of them. So that the the other the rest of the items they're supposed to do they'll finish. They've been ministering to you. 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 Yeah, yeah. They've been ministering. Yeah, they've been ministering to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> and they'll finish it. They'll finish. They'll finish it completely. And it'll be like ooh, completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful when God does things because he looks like God. <laughs> and what man does will look like man, but what God does will look like God. Will look like God. It reflects his workmanship. So that's what's happening. And angels are hearkening to the voice of his word. To reflect his workmanship <laughs> in those areas, in those areas, in those areas. So just acknowledge them more often in that area, specifically. And they'll praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. All right, Pastor, we're done tonight. Praise God.